You're listening to the Soul Inspired You podcast, a place where inspiration meets contemplation with your hosts, Beth Hewitt and me, Melissa Amos. Together, we'll unravel the threads of inspiration and explore what moves and stirs our souls. So get ready for conversations that will ignite your spirit and expand your perspectives in the hope that we'll inspire you to live your own soul-inspired life. Good morning, Mel. Good morning, Beth. How are you? I'm good, thank you. So last time when we met, we were telling our listeners all about the show and I suppose our hopes, aspirations for the show and what we want listeners to get out of the show. But today we thought it would be really nice to start to introduce us as your hosts, starting with Melissa this week. So that's what we're here to do today, to learn more about Melissa's story for our listeners. And we because story, don't we? We always have a story, always a story to tell. And so since this is a podcast about how soul inspires us as human beings, I thought it'd be really good just to, well, just to start at the beginning. I know our lives are very long and there's lots of twists and turns, but just tell me how your life journey and how your soul inspired life began for you and how did you end up doing what you're doing in the world today? Thank you. It, it's funny, isn't it? Because we find ourselves where we are and it can often, I get that question a lot, like how did you get into doing what it is that you're doing? Mm-hmm. And it's such an unusual place of work, isn't it? And as such an unusual thing to do that it's a reasonable question. But I'm not sure I could pinpoint necessarily a a particular point in my life but I'll say this that I was very lucky that when I was growing up my grandma was a hypnotherapist so from the age of eight I used to be taken across the rainbow bridge and I started to understand the power of the mind and the imagination and how it can be used for healing and for understanding yourself better and for creating outcomes that you like or that you want Mm -hmm. and also that your emotions don't necessarily need to run the show so she would do things for example when I was at school and I was having my exams and I was feeling nervous and she helped me ground into or anchor into a point of confidence And, you know, these things I just grew up with and I guess figured that they were pretty normal Mm -hmm. until I then, you know, went into my late teens, early 20s, launched into my life of work and doing all the things that we're told that we have to do. The regular stuff, went to uni, went to, got a job, started working myself up the corporate ladder, you know, getting married and having, uh, buying the house and all the things that we're meant to do, tick, 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 tick. But what I realised was that I had this kind of low level, maybe anxiety going on, just a little bit of, like, I couldn't say that I was as happy as the piece of paper said I should be. And it was 
I think because of that and because of the pressures and the stresses and how my body was handling it that I eventually found Reiki and I remember having a massage and this lady put her hands on my head just above my head and I felt this feeling like I'd not felt before and it felt as if my head was being filled up with this most amazing goo and then all of a sudden <laughs> it all emptied and I was like oh I feel really clear like what was that and that was how I discovered Reiki and shortly after I learned it and then I realized because I was quite cynical I was quite scientific I like things to be proven even the hypnotherapy and the NLP stuff I was doing it was all kind of Ooh. like result better so you like things to be proven we should delve into that more well I did now broken <laughs> because when I when I learned Reiki and I had this energy that I could physically feel so that was my proof I could physically mm-hmm. feel this energy moving through my hands and I was picking stuff up even on the very first time that I uh, practiced on somebody I was getting these impressions and I thought well hold on a minute if I can go to a weekend thing, have somebody like do some funky stuff like with my head and my hands, teach me a few things. And now I can physically feel energy course through my body. What am I closing myself up off to? That was the question. Uh, yeah. And then that led me to read a whole load of things about a whole load of stuff. Um, so the law of attraction was kind of the next thing I delved into and that changed everything because I could I started to realize quite how powerful my thoughts were that it wasn't just that it was influencing how I was behaving and you know obviously I was doing visualization as a child through the hypnotherapy but that was something that I thought was quite different and now realizing well the world is literally responding to me and I think for me, because I had, so by then I'd done a lot of NLP training and obviously I'd grown up learning these techniques and my grandma did tapping and all, all sorts of things as well. And I was looking at a lot of this through those lens, like through the psychological lens. I was like, well, maybe it is just because I believe it's going to happen that it is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just that my brain is looking for the things, you know, but actually that was really helpful for me because it helped me sift away some of the stuff that was maybe a little bit out there. Um, actually find practices that were quite grounded and that actually worked. Um, yeah. and I started to blend these psychological, scientific things with the kind of energetic, esoteric stuff. Yeah. I think that's where the magic is, because I think a lot of people are either in a woo camp or a scientific camp. But actually, it is a it is a science. It's a law. It's a natural law of the universe. And so I think it's good when you get to that place. But it takes a while for some people to get to that place. It takes a while because we've had so much influence that tells us that, you know, there's a path that we need to take. And that's that's what we do. But you know this this was all the background of how I started to get interested in it it wasn't until I learned Reiki and I suddenly was like no I can't be doing this anymore and I literally my whole body launched me out like quite physically out of where I was working at the time and it took a series of 
leaps and jumps and circumstances and you know some things that were that were quite hard you know because I was breaking free from this yeah thing a lot of courage and trust in myself and it was really when I started sitting in circle and developing my psychic and mediumship abilities and making this a more important part of my life mm-hmm. the the work aspect of it just naturally rolled in people yeah. asked me oh can you do me a reading or you know I was having Reiki clients I was being then asked to lead some workshops and and it just kind of nicely nicely just unfolded in front of me and and I can't be more grateful for that I think that part of it is what hopefully some of the listeners will take a lot of comfort from because when we finally allow ourselves to follow that path almost surrender to it and just allow magical things just start to drop and things start to align and and show up for us but it takes like you say that initial courage to take that leap of faith on ourselves or and I'd, I'd love to just hear a little bit more when you say physically launched out of your body to maybe to what was that to escape what your what was currently going on what what was that all about what happened there? so I was working in a showroom at the time and it was a job that I equally loved and hated I mean it was it was 50 what plus hours a week and there was a lot of pressure and all of this and I walked into the building And the only way I can describe it, so this was about three weeks after I received my Reiki attunement. I walked Mm -hmm. into the building and it literally felt as if my body was being screamed at. Like, you know, when you can feel sound, like when the the chalk or, you -hmm. know, you hear that kind of high pitched thing. It was like there was no there was no sound, but that's what it felt like. It felt like I was physically being attacked by something. and I I my feeling was I just need to run I just wanted to bolt but I couldn't because I (laughs) I had work work to do (laughs) Um, however I walked into the reception and said probably to the poor receptionist it probably heard me say it seven thousand times like that's it I need to leave I can't be here anymore and there was a there was a local paper that had just been delivered on the counter and I opened it up and I literally opened it up to this full page ad of a job of a new role that was local and it was 30 hours a week. And it was, you know, it was <laughs> kind of in training kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, my God, I was like this. This is the job I'm going to get. And it was a well, I had to work quite a long notice period. But three months later, I was in that role. Amazing. What was that job? For the motor industry. So it was quite interesting and it was, yeah, it was, it, it was a step from where, what I already knew. It, it was a real bridge from what I already knew into where yeah. I was coming because there was a lot of self-empowerment and motivation and, you know, recognition and training. And I was meeting lots of people and traveling up and down the country and like, it was the most bizarre job. However, that job got me official NLP training yeah for you know I still draw from today and it met me you know and met a load of people that were instrumental to my path and most importantly it gave me the time to study and to go on courses and to continue my Reiki and I was always there with one of my weird books because I had an actual lunch break and I'd sit and read my strange 
esoteric books um, in the gardens there. So it was that that was the bridge into then when I finally had my children and and stopped working. And, you know, the stories in between there, which weren't easy at the time, Mm -hmm. but that was what I was like, well, I, I can't work for anyone else anymore. Mm-hmm. I just have to do this I've just got to make this work and yeah the universe definitely listened to me because there was one point I was like well, I need to go and get a job and I was applying for all these jobs that I was perfect for and I wasn't getting them and I was you know like yeah. who wants me but thank goodness I didn't get them yeah there's always a grand plan right. we keep applying for these jobs and it's just not landing you think what, what's the matter with me but there's there's something bigger at play so do you feel as though there's been, your soul has always been calling you? I mean, you spoke then about that was a, a physical kind of waking up, like a sign, something that you had to pay attention to and take action on. But do you feel there's a, a thread or something that your soul has always been leading you towards? Yeah. You know, I what I've learned is this, that so many of us find ourselves in these jobs, doing the things that we're meant to do. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was. And like I said, I had this kind of low level, I don't know what it was, but it was a certain dissatisfaction. And, you know, you know, I wasn't looking forward to life. Life wasn't, there was days where I'd be driving into work thinking, oh, well, if my brakes failed right now, then I wouldn't have to go into work. Like it was, you know, it was yeah. dangerous thinking. Yeah. And I realise now that that was a part of me that was consistently telling me Melissa there's more to life than this mm-hmm. to life than this and the more we shove it down the louder it it starts to talk to you and and that's what I was doing and so I don't want anyone listening to this thinking that oh well your soul starts giving you like dangerous thoughts because that's not the point the point is that the soul was doing what I needed in order to get me out of where I was I think yeah mm-hmm. and with that came visions so I would you know go and have a weekend away or I'd go out with my husband and every time I'd start talking to him about oh one day I'd love to be working with people and just helping them you know doing some coaching and having my own business and maybe running retreats and I could take them and I could train them to do this and like and this every time my poor husband must have been so bored <laughs> And, and it was one day when I heard myself, we'd gone away again. By this point, I think two of my three children were born. And I heard myself say it again. And I was like, I need to stop. No, I was pregnant with my second. I was like, I need to stop just saying this. I need to actually start doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My And then I started to actually listen to my soul. I was there rather than trying to ignore it and trying to tick the boxes of doing everything that I should. I was like, okay, what do I need to know? What do I need to know? What do I need? Yeah. And Mm -hmm. that started this communication process that I I don't need to have the dangerous thoughts and the, you know, I don't need to drop into despair before I realize I'm going. There's a better way. Yeah. Yeah. The, those dominant, thoughts and words that we use every day are so powerful for keeping us where we are we don't realize it and the fact that you thought I've been saying this for 
a long time, but that's that's all of us, isn't it? You know, the when we find ourselves stuck in a place, whatever, if it's a relationship or a job or you know, whatever that is, when we actually think about what have we what have we been telling ourselves and what have we been saying to other people, yeah. then it becomes there's clues there, yeah. but until we are aware of that, yeah, then it's very difficult to to move away from that. You know, it's interesting. I would see people. So where I was, people would come in and they'd have be consultants and they'd be training people. And I'd look at them and I think, oh, they're so lucky. And this is what I need to do. <laughs> and yeah. When you receive these inspirations, and that's what they are. Well, they're they're. Yeah. I I think that these are also signs from the universe. Like, hey, this is possible. You can do this. You know, is giving me something to model towards. And. Yes, it it wasn't perfect because it, but it it showed me a way. It kept showing me a way, and I think anyone listening that if you're finding that you're in a situation, then you find somebody that kind of triggers something in you. Whether like, mm-hmm. oh well, I could do that. I could do it better than that because I used to think that as well. I'd get trainers come in and be like, oh, I'd be able to train people better than that, and it and it would kind of you know trigger the ego in me as well it's something there's something in there that you're recognizing in yourself and yeah. when you notice that you if you can start to follow those clues of well maybe I could try that try it on mm-hmm. try it on for size and mm. we'll see what happens mm. are you ready to unlock the incredible power of your intuition and live a purpose-driven life I'm Melissa and I'm excited to guide you on a profound journey through our free three-day telegram group in Awakened the Vortex. Together, we'll dive deep into understanding and trusting your intuition like never before. If you've ever struggled to differentiate between wishful thinking from true intuition or felt held back by doubts and fears, then this free group is tailor-made for you. We'll equip you with practical tools to navigate life's challenges with confidence and with clarity. To join us, visit melissa-amos.com forward slash awaken hyphen the hyphen vortex. Join me as we embark on this transformative journey together and awaken the full potential of your intuition. So since then, following your path, and starting your own business and creating lots of different things Mm. are there certain aspects of what you have created up to this point that you are the most proud of the thing that I'm most proud of if I want to use that word is my book because that had been brewing inside me for a long time yeah people and you know I love a book and I'd had people asking me oh you should write a book and I'm like why would why would I write a book who would read a book written by me and but I felt this real urge at one point and, and it was really sudden when I started it was very sudden like I literally wrote a Facebook post read it back to myself and thought this is the start of a book. Messaged this lady who I'd been following for a while, who was a book coach, and went, is this the start of a book? She went, yeah. I said, all right. I looked at what was going on astrologically, because at the time I was mm-hmm. working with somebody. 
um, through my astral chart. And I was like, right, give me two weeks. And two weeks came and I paid her the money and I opened up my laptop and I just started writing. And literally, it was like 10 weeks, I'd written the bones of the book. I'd written like 60,000 words or something of the book. Amazing. My first book, there was no plan, there was no anything. I had Katie coaching me along, really just encouraging me, like, yeah, keep going, keep going, keep going. And as I read it back, I was like, wow. Did it feel like you were you're channeling, or once you get into that pen on paper or typing on the screen, yeah. that things just start to flow through you and out? Mm-hmm. Completely flowed through. I enjoyed writing every single word of that book. I thoroughly just, it was like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen when I open my laptop today. And there'd be times where I'd be suddenly three hours gone and I've written like whatever, however many words. Uh And so the book is really, it's a story of my life. We just gave you a very abridged version, but it's a story of the the realizations and the information and the the philosophies and the real life implementation of some of these things and the questions and the ego Mm -hmm. and the inspired and all of this stuff in there so what was I channeling because it was my life but reading it back I notice how the perspective of what it was that I was going through has been channeled through a higher perspective that I now have didn't have at the time And actually writing that book was super healing for me because I was, you know, one of the one of the practices that I work with are the Akashic Records and the Akashic Records hold the story of your life and your lives past. And one of the amazing things about working in the records is whatever you learn about yourself, you learn through the eyes of compassion and Mm non-judgment and higher perspective And I kind of feel like that version of me was giving me a lot of the stuff. Because the things in there, I don't, I didn't consciously remember until I started writing about it. Yeah. Oh, well, there's a significant incident in my life, you know, that, that came from somewhere. So yeah, it was a, it was a channeling it certainly came from, it didn't come from logic. There wasn't like, right, this X, Y, Z I need to write. And I've had people who have read it since and say that it hit them in a way or they felt it or there was like things started to happen when they had the books in their hands and, you know, they'd had the book and then suddenly angel numbers were everywhere or like birds would start flying around them or like, you know, like weird things would happen. And that was one of my not my intention that weird things would happen but that the book would hold an energy yeah and I think through the words and you know through some of the energy work I did with the book it holds something that imparts on you when you read it so well it is a a very magical book and we'll we'll put the book in the show notes as well so people can check it out for themselves but it does hold a lot of energy does hold a lot of power and I think some authors, when they're right, it's it's forced, it's structured, it's I need to do this amount of words a day. But when you allow yourself just to, like you did, just 
allow the worst to unfold and flow and not necessarily be, I suppose, not being too connected to what the outcome of a chapter was going to be until you're reading it back and you're going, oh my goodness, where did that come from? I think that's an incredibly powerful thing to do. So an, an amazing accomplishment and people should check it out. Thank you. So why would you say you do the work that you do in the world? Why Why do I do what I do? Um, <laughs> why do I do what I do? It's, yeah. I really do feel like this is what I was born. Uh-huh. You know, I get asked a lot about purpose. What's my purpose? And am I on my purpose? And am I on my path? And what I've realized through my life and through working with others is that our purpose is to know ourselves truly and the book helped really help me with that but our purpose is to know ourselves and and what I mean by that is to know the stories that we tell ourselves and to know the the things that light us up and the things that if you know if money were no object and you didn't have to have any responsibilities what is it that you would be doing and what it is that I would be doing would be discovering and delving and getting curious about metaphysics and energy work and the power of the mind and the invisible realms that are out there and healing and self-empowerment because it fascinates me it absolutely fascinates me like I love hearing about the one person that managed to you know against all odds become the whatever it was healthy Mm -hmm. the ceo the millionaire the the like happiest person in the world like whatever it was I love that and that's what lights me up and when we when we truly know what it is that lights us up and we start to follow that our second purpose is to assist others and to help others and I truly believe that our two purposes are always aligned yeah what lights me up and how I influence and impact people they're aligned so why do I do what I do because I love it I am fascinated by it I literally you know I'm currently studying my psychotherapy diploma and it's like a weekend a month and I love it I'm like yes this weekend I get to learn all this stuff (laughs) I'm reading about it and I took this like psychology book on holiday with me and I'm like oh I love this so why do I this may sound selfish but why do I do what I love because I love it I love it I love it I love it and and it has such a profound impact on other people that I love that I love that too yeah right yeah so that that's that's why I do Uh I mean, I completely agree with you. I don't think it sounds selfish at all. I think we should all be doing what we want to be doing in the world. We should all be doing the thing that makes us the happiest. And in doing that, we are giving other people the permission. Obviously, people can do what they want, but we're giving people the permission to see that they can also do that for themselves as well. You know, in us stepping up and following our purpose and passion that that you know hopefully will inspire other people to take that leap of faith on themselves so they can be happy too so I would say it's one of the most selfless things to do what makes us happy and what we want to do in the world you know when you truly know yourself like truly truly all the stuff 
yeah. stories and all the programmings and all, all the things right that influence us but when you truly know that self that's that's within all of that then what the thing that lights you up and and keeps you going is usually quite selfless like it, it usually is I, I think you could say that to some people and think oh well then I'm just going to have a hedonistic lifestyle and I'm just going to be you know going around drinking and doing drugs and having orgies and doing all of these things and that's what it is that makes you happy but it's like well maybe it may be actually those things aren't what make you happy and light you up but they're masking they're making you feel good because yeah there's something inside that you know that, that's not been recognized just yet so yeah I think I think that this is part of I was this is what I do is I help people know themselves so that they can go and and light themselves up I love that it distills down to that that phrase where you said so purpose is to know yourself because I think people get trapped sometimes in what is my passion what is my purpose how do I figure it out and they're so up in the head about it but simply is to know yourself every facet of yourself every experience every up and down every challenge every relationship all of all of it the, the whole holistic thing purpose is simply to know know yourself I love that I think it boils it down, makes it easier Easy. for people to get their head around. Okay, so depending on when people are listening to this, you may be working on different things, but what are you currently working on? What business projects or life projects are you currently working on? So years in the making, years and years in the making, <laughs> finally doing it after many requests. I have Soul School launching in, we're starting in January. And Soul School is all of my knowledge and practices and experience on working with the Akashic Records. And so Um, I'm so excited about this. You know, the Akashic Records changed and influenced me so profoundly not just in the work I do, but in how I know myself and and how I could support all of the other practices that I was that I've been working with before and since. And I've been leading Akashic sessions for six years. I've been running Akashic workshops for five years, but I've never really done this which is a full year immersion into the records and how we can work with them and what is held in them and how we can bring self-healing and how we can work in the records with other people. So how to open other people's records and, and give them the information and the energy that they need from that. And some of the interventions that we can use in there to help them activate into their soul's path. So yeah, it's going to be a whole year with me in a nice small group with some amazing insights. And I, I, I'm i so excited about what this is going <laughs> to bring for everybody that, that joins. It's like, it, it's blowing me away already. And, you know, like the book, this is how the course is being been mm-hmm. being structured like I, like literally one day I was you know I had the idea and I'm like right it was just like put it out put it out put it out I was like yeah but I haven't got anything so they're like put it out put it out put it out so I went fine and I put it out and people signed up and I was like I don't have a structure I don't know what's going on I, all I know is the xyz 
And then one day, it was this beautiful day in, in the sunshine, and I came out in the garden and opened my laptop. And then suddenly, like, a framework was just on my paper. I was like, well, this is very, very nice. So I'm excited to see how that expands and transpires over the months. Amazing. That sounds wonderful. And we'll put the link to that as well, because I'm sure we can update that for people who are interested in joining Thank that as well. So we're coming to the end of our wonderful interview. What one piece of advice, and maybe it's hard to distill it down into one piece of advice, but one, what one piece of advice would you like to give to our listeners who are trying to live their own soul-inspired life? Well, we've spoken a lot today about knowing yourself, and that's always going to be the first piece of advice that I'd give anyone. What I mean by that is just start to really get into awareness of what is happening in your in your head, what your brain likes to tell you, what's happening in your body and what your body likes to tell you. And once you've had a little listen to that, because it's going to keep on chatting to you, listen to it, but know that that isn't you. This brain that tells you all of the things and this body that gives you all of these responses, they are a part of you, but they're not the whole of you. So once you've listened to that, just ask yourself and whether you want to call that soul or higher self or intuition or inner teacher or inner wisdom, just ask that part of you the question, what do I need to know today? Or what do, mm-hmm. what do you think about What do I think about this? And just start to develop this conversation because what this does is a few things. It first of all helps you understand that these thoughts and these emotions these feelings um that are kind of spinning around all day long are simply an opinion and they're they don't have to drive you so it starts to create that separation between what we often identify as self but isn't and also Mm -hmm. it starts to create this dialogue so that you begin to turn up the volume of this inner voice or this soul voice, which will strengthen that relationship. If you start there, the rest of the stuff becomes easier to navigate. I love that. So it's creating that space initially to have that awareness of who who we are and starting on that journey. Exactly. Great advice. Okay. Well, it has been wonderful learning more about your journey and story today I'm sure our listeners will appreciate that as well and we get to do this all again next week (laughs) where you'll be interviewing me so that will be turning the tables I'm excited for that I'm excited to learn about you I'm (laughs) really excited to learn more about some of the similarities and the differences um, that we have because the way that this podcast came together and um, you know how this is just kind of flowing into this I'm sure there's going to be some real magic come over the next yeah. episodes I've just got whole body goosebumps when you said that so I think you might be onto something there but the, as you were talking there were lots of similarities I was thinking oh my goodness that's my story that's my story that's my story so, <laughs> so it will all become apparent it will all be, will start unfolding I look forward to our next installment of the show
listener, we hope you enjoyed today's episode and that you feel able to embrace those moments in your life that speak to your soul. Connect with us and subscribe to the podcast at soulinspiredyou.com or get in touch with us at soulinspiredyou at mail.com where we can keep those soulful conversations going. Remember to stay inspired and curious so that you can live your best soul-inspired life.